It's Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. On today's show, we're digging into hyperinflation, or at least the pointed reactions the CEO of Twitter sparked when he brought it up. This episode is sponsored by Kava, Nexo.io, and Market Intel by Chainalysis. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Today's featured story is an opinion piece for Michael J. Casey, Coindesk's chief content officer. Twitter and Square CEO Jack Dorsey caused a stir among mainstream economic and political commentators when he tweeted last week about a threat to society from hyperinflation. He said in that tweet, hyperinflation is going to change everything. It's coming. MSNBC's Chris Hayes called it an incredibly revealing tweet, later suggesting it was self-servingly motivated by Dorsey being, quote, heavily invested into crypto, end quote. Calling the United States' current bout of rising prices hyperinflation, Hayes said, is akin to promoting the anti-parasitic drug ivermectin as a cure for COVID-19. Wired columnist Virginia Hefferman called Dorsey's tweet insanely reckless, suggesting that someone with his reach can deliver a self-serving prophecy. Many in the Bitcoin community, on the other hand, applauded the Twitter CEO. Alex Gladstein, the chief strategy officer of the Human Rights Foundation, argued that Hayes' perspective was too narrow and that Dorsey was referring to people's experience with inflation around the globe. For the record, I tend to agree with the more measured view of another Bitcoiner, Kathy Wood, who disputed that there is any signs of hyperinflation in the data. The term is typically reserved for cases where inflation of more than 50% per month, which, when compounded, results in an almost 13,000% annualized increase. And for the record, the latest U.S. Consumer Price Index official reading was up 5.4% from a year ago, which is the highest rate in 30 years, according to official measures, but nothing like Weimar Germany or Zimbabwe in the 2000s. But what I really want to focus on is how this episode reveals two different worldviews of inflation's origins, and by extension, on how to keep it under control. I also argued that the Bitcoiner perspective offers a valuable framework for understanding the biggest risk factor of all, a decline in public trust in policymakers. This loss of trust challenges the incumbent financial system, and is a key reason why Bitcoin, which stands as a hedge against that system's outright failure, hit new all-time highs last week and is now up 20x since March of 2020. To break down how traditional central bankers see inflation risk, it's useful to dissect wire columnist Hefferman's assertion that the word at Jack tweeted about should not be uttered unless you're trying to bring it into being, end quote. As Castle Island venture partner Nick Carter pointed out, Hefferman was expressing the Federal Reserve dogma that inflation is derived from, quote, expectations. The idea is that if people expect inflation, they'll preemptively protect their purchasing power by asking for higher prices or wages for their goods or services which reinforces other people's inflationary expectations and prompts them to do the same, creating an upward spiral. As Carter notes, this makes central bankers obsessed with their own messaging. We've seen this concern with messaging take on special significance over the past decade, although throughout that time, the Federal Reserve's concerns were not with the psychology of inflation, but with the opposite, a deflationary spiral, where expectations of falling prices lead people to postpone spending, which lowers demand for goods and services, which in turn pushes prices lower. To manage that, the Fed's 12 voting members had to try to manipulate the thinking of the bond market. With interest rates at nearly zero for over a decade, the Fed and other central banks instead tried to charge up a still sluggish economy via quantitative easing. That's printing money to purchase trillions of dollars in bonds and other assets to drive down market interest rates and keep credit flowing. That led to an increasingly complex psychological relationship between the Fed and the market. On the one hand, the Fed worried that bond traders were overly worried, that it was getting overly worried about inflation. If traders thought the central bank was going to prematurely stop bond purchases to let market rates rise to slow growth and curtail inflation, then there was a risk those traders would prematurely sell bonds, which would have the unwelcome, self-fulfilling effect of driving up rates before a sustained recovery could take root. 
On the other hand, the Fed also worried that if it was too overt in telling the market not to worry, it could drive asset prices too high, fostering a dangerous bubble. As it performed this delicate balancing act, Fed policy became more about what was said, that it would tolerate above-target inflation for an indeterminate period of time, for example, than about what was actually done. Think about it. A group of just 12 people with discretionary power to set the monetary policy of the world's reserve currency try to guess and manage the fears and hopes of billions of people worldwide, and then implement that policy via a meta-level mind game with Wall Street's notoriously egotistical trading community. It seems kind of nuts. Kava gives you the ability to earn more by connecting the world's largest cryptocurrencies, ecosystems, and financial applications on DeFi's most trusted, scalable, and secure earning platform. Kava is an institutional-grade cross-chain engine built to scale on the largest decentralized proof-of-stake network. With loan APYs as low as 0% and reward APYs as high as 200%, Kava is the safest place for you to grow your digital portfolio. Mint stablecoins, lend, borrow, earn, and swap safely across the world's biggest crypto assets with Kava. To learn more, visit kava.io slash marketsdaily. Looking to make the most of your crypto assets? Nexo.io's got you covered. Grow your wealth securely with Nexo's high-yield interest accounts. Buy crypto on your terms directly within Nexo's platform and start earning daily compounding interest right away. Get the cash you need without selling your crypto from just 6.9% APR. Instantly swap between 100 crypto and traditional currency pairs. And don't worry, Nexo is insured against losses up to $375 million. Get the most of your crypto at Nexo.io. That's nexo.io. Market Intel by Chainalysis is your ticket to the moon. Whether you're an asset manager searching for a signal to make crypto investments, a quant analyst interested in spotting market trends, or a VC looking to fund the next emerging player in the crypto ecosystem, Market Intel is for you. Utilizing 53 metrics across 10 categories, like whales, exchanges, liquidity, and supply, Market Intel arms you with the most complete on-chain dataset to help you reach your goals. To get started, head to markets.chainalysis.com. Yet, in some respects, this is the unavoidable outcome of a fiat money system created after the collapse of the gold-pegged hard money system, in which monetary policymakers had no such discretion. With Bitcoin, there is, in theory, no capacity for this type of mind game to arise. There is no uncertainty. Whether or not consumers, producers, or bond market vigilantes like it, new Bitcoins are created at a predictable rate that no one can alter, with total supply destined to top out at 21 million by the year 2140. In a predictable system like this, the theory goes, no harm can come from what people say, whether it's Dorsey spouting off or a central banker uttering the wrong choice of words, because the defining factor behind inflation, money supply, is predictable. This perspective is framed by the famous maxim of monetarist economist Milton Freeman that, quote, inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon, end quote. Note, Freeman did not mean that absent a change in monetary conditions, prices won't change. Prices will always be impacted by demand and supply conditions. But without monetary distortions, one-off price changes provide a mechanism for attaining stability because demand and supply for the good or service in question will adjust accordingly until market equilibrium is reached. What Friedman was referring to was not these one-off price increases, but inflation, which he defined as a steady and sustained rise in the economy's general price level. This, he argued, can occur only when monetary expansion, which, all other things being equal, leads to a cycle of higher prices from a larger supply of money in circulation. 
Few central bankers would dispute that monetary conditions contribute significantly to inflation. But because they're not naturally inclined to find blame for inflationary pressures in their own policies, they tend not to focus on their own role in the creation of these conditions and instead try to correct the behavior of everyone else. The consumers, producers, and investors whose decisions dictate demand, supply, and pricing expectations. Central bankers are right to point to the frequent examples where suboptimal market behavior, especially irrational herd-like behavior, leads to financial crises. This includes the practice of hoarding hard money such as gold or potentially Bitcoin, which exacerbates the currency's scarcity, reduces transactions, and fosters deflation. But the bigger risk, one that they fail too frequently to recognize, is that these policymakers can lose the public's trust. This is especially a concern when inflation starts to appear in fiat-based economies. Without people's trust, all that carefully calibrated signaling and messaging is meaningless. Monetary systems tend to act like a pendulum. They swing between rigid, hard-money conditions to offset the loss of trust in discretionary policymaking, and then break free of those rigidities to give a monetary boost to growth. Right now, after a decade of uneven growth, where sharp asset inflation has coexisted with stagnant median incomes for the general public, we may be entering the former phase. There is a greater risk than perhaps at any time since the 1970s that trust in government leadership of the economy will drop to untenable levels. That's why even this modest pickup in inflation has people legitimately worried that it could grow into something bigger. It's why it should be okay to mention the H-word, if only to put it on the table as a risk to consider. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. This episode was edited by Adrian Blust, and you can send us an email at podcast at coindesk.com. We'll be back tomorrow with another news roundup. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. 